Coming soon to a city near you, Vinitaly Roadshow. Have you ever wondered how to attend Vinitaly for free? Are you a wine trade professional interested in a sponsored trip to Vinitaly International Academy or Vinitaly, the wine and spirits exhibition? Coming soon to Princeton, New Jersey, Harlem, New York, and Chinatown in New York City, Cardiff in Wales, London in England, and Roost in Austria. We'll be giving away our new textbook, Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0. Find out more about these exciting events and for details on how to attend, go to liveshop.vinitaly.com. Limited spots available. Sign up now. We'll see you soon. Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm Victoria Chancha. Join me as we chat with young Italian wine people shaking up the wine scene. We're going to geek out on a grape or grape fam and then hear about all the wild wine things our guests have been up to, from vineyard experiments to their favorite wine bars. Time for your dosage of the next generation. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well and is wind up or coffeeed up or something, right? Right. So today I'm actually really enthusiastic excited all the things about our topic and our interviewees plural today we have Matteo and Madalena from Cilignano di Sopra we're gonna hop on super soon they are two incredibly ambitious and super 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 cool winemakers in Tuscany in the Chianti Classico Appellation so now it's time for some grape facts and what other grape to talk about than Sangiovese, the grape that our two guests today grow. And yes, I know we already spoke about Sangiovese in our last episode, I believe. But Sangiovese being the most planted grape in Italy deserves a little more attention. Well, I can't say attention, but deserves some extra facts. So we're going to give you some five quick facts on Sangiovese to get you started before we welcome our next guest. So first, if I didn't say this already, Sangiovese, most likely the name comes from Sanguis Jove or Blood of Jupiter. Now, moving into how Sangiovese grows, which is a little more the juicy details, we have we have to know that Sangiovese really expresses terroir really well. And you can see this now in the new UGA or UGA classifications in Chianti Classico, which give more specific comune-based designations for um, these wines, because the soils and the overall terroir are so different, and you can see it as you taste the different Chianti Classicos. Moving on, we have to assess that Sangiovese has high acidity and tannins and really thrives in limestone soils, as well as the clay shale mix, the galestro soils also found in Chianti Classico. Third fact, it doesn't grow that well in volcanic soils, unfortunately. I think it has to do with minerals, but I am not the soil scientist right now. Moving on to our next fact. Sangiovese can be made in a lot of different styles. Of course, it's under multiple different DOCs and DOCGs, but you can also find it, you know, Agent Oak, stainless steel, both under County Classico or keep going on the County Classico, for example, probably because it's the most famous um, in Sangiovese. Its home is Tuscany. Extra fact there. Uh, and finally, Sangiovese always has a ruby color, of course, with the exception as it ages, the color will evolve and change, but it is not a dark colored wine. All right, we have Matteo and Madalena here. Ciao, guys. Ciao. Ciao. How's it going? Where are you guys recording from right now? Uh, we are recording from Cilliani di Stocra. We are here at the winery. We prune all the day, so now we are just home and that's it. 
Oh, wow. So, well, it's busy for you winemakers during January. For us, it's like January is the worst month of the year. But it's good that you guys are keeping busy. I'm so excited to have both of you on the podcast. I'm so sorry that I only reached out to Mateo because actually it was Michael Meltzer that gave me the contacts. And then I was like, I should have reached out to both of you. But thank you, Mateo, for bringing you both on. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to talk more about Giuliano di Sopra and also to learn about you guys. And I have to ask one question here because I'm just confused. Um, so don't feel uncomfortable. Are you guys like a couple or is it like a duo thing? Because I wanted to understand that better. <laughs> yeah, this is a big question for every single one. But actually, we are a duo. Okay. <laughs> no, I had to ask that because I was like, should I ask what the love story is? Or is it just the wine love story? Or should I not ask at all? <laughs> no, it's more a wine love story, I think. Yeah. We were studying together and we started to make wine together. So we always made wine together. So it's more simple. <laughs> Life's better when it's more simple. So... Tell, tell, tell us a little bit more about that, the wine love story, the simple wine love story. Okay, Matteo, now it's your turn. I told uh, Madalena, as Madalena's family have this property from uh, almost a century. And um, uh, when we were studying uh, winemaking in Florence, we started uh, like experimenting, uh, pruning and winemaking here like, uh, like a palestra because uh, the, the winery was producing just uh, bulk wine. So uh, the vineyard were kept by other guys and uh, we harvested and uh, produced the wine that we sold to other companies. And uh, we decided to start uh, bottling a little, a small amount. This was vintage uh, 2016, actually. Just 1,000 bottles. And then year after year, we increased this part of wine made for aging at the winery and battling at the winery until uh, last vintage where we reached the, our first goal that was to battle the entire production. That was 20,000 bottles. That for us is a really a big goal to reach. Well, congrats on the growth. That's incredible. Yeah, so we start doubling the production. We start from 1,000 and then the year after 2,000, then 4,000, then 8, and till 20. So it was a lot, of, a lot of work. So do you have a gold number of bottles? Oh, we don't have a gold number of bottles because uh, we work with nature. So we, we can say our average will be from between 20 and 30,000 bottles, depending on the vintage and what the season uh, will uh, offer us. But uh, yes, the, the winery is uh, seven hectares. See, that's the right answer. <laughs> it's uh, seven hectares, uh, actually. So it, uh, under a good farming practice, we try to uh, not stress the vine producing a lot. We produce around uh, three tons uh, per hectare. And so it's, uh, it's around 30,000 bottles, yes, the, the actual production. Who knows? We, will, <laughs> we can uh, plant new vineyards uh, or find new vineyards uh, or just uh, stay like that for now. So to touch on the nature aspect, of course, in, in your uh, Instagram bio, it says organic winery. But we all know organic is a big word. So I want to dive into a little bit more on the sustainability around Cilignano di Sopra. What's your approach to the vineyards? And I noticed when I, I loved, um, Madalena, I loved your a bio on the little form talking about love and sensitivity. Thank you. 
this. I really want to, I want to dive more into that. I was like, wow, she's speaking to my soul here. <laughs> is that, yeah, making wine is, you, you have to be really passionate because it's a really hard work. I mean, following the nature is really hard. It's raining and frost and it's, right now it's super freezing. So, I mean, it's really hard. It's, but it's hard in a physical way. So you should be really passionate to make it. If not, better to change work. This, of course. And sensitive because actually there are not rules, but you follow your your head. Making ferment, fermenting grapes and pruning is something, yeah, the sensibilità is in Italian. It's the only word you should have to make this job, to my opinion. Matteo, what do you think about Yes, I think uh, working with uh, making wine is something that is uh, not natural, but uh, you are like, uh, the, um, while you make wine, you are like the guardian of your land. So you have to improve it, uh, enhance biodiversity, and uh, uh, trying to uh, respect as much as, as much as you can uh, what is the life cycle of the plant, uh, not forcing it to produce more than uh, the plant could produce uh, and uh, not trying to keep it uh, too much uh, stress. And uh, to do this, there are uh, uh, a lot of factors uh, that uh, are like complementary to, to the production of wine. We, we like to say that we are not uh, natural assistants and not winemakers. So this one thing that we really care that people understand, that nature and terroir makes all the wines. I like that a lot because it's it kind of balances it out, right? Because you can't be completely hands-off, but you need to also let it grow, kind of like a, a parent, but less controlling. <laughs> yeah, you have to interpret it. And uh, that's, I think, why I didn't read what Madalena wrote in, his, in her introdu- introduction. Yeah, because we, we <laughs> did separate. Well, I did that purposefully. <laughs> I didn't want you copying off of each other. <laughs> And so I think that this uh, sensitivity that Madalena told about is like to uh, be able to interpret what, uh, like, uh, in our case, a vine is asking uh, without speaking, because plants doesn't speak, but they send messages. And uh, you have to be able to interpret uh, what the vine wants you to do is, uh, in this way. And what have the vines been telling you to do this past harvest? It depends on the se- on this past harvest. Uh, I- yeah, it was a this story. is a good question. This is a good question. We think, we try to interpret it, but we are not sure about the the result. We have to wait the for the wine. And, but uh, the the hardest moment in all the season is to make the decision in which moment to pick a vine, a vineyard, a vineyard. Yes. So this is extremely hard to say because when you pick the grapes. The game is started. It started. And it's over. And it's over. Yeah, it's started it's and over and in the same over. moment. So this is a, a big, big decision that take uh, stress has a lot the day before picking. Yeah, I know. I can imagine. We start strolling around, tasting grapes, berries. I say, mm, maybe one day more. Okay, this is ready. This is hard. To me, it's the hardest period of the season. 
then is a then is always down the hill. Positive, positive way, in a positive way. I, I get what you're saying. You're saying like after that point, everything's a little bit easier, right? Because it's like that's the and I have to say, obviously, I lurked your Instagrams to the extent I could, and I love the community that you guys have around with your wine, within your winemaking and your winery with your friends, and it's so vibrant and colorful and fashionable. <laughs> I was like, you guys are just breathing this new life into Chianti Classico that I've been wanting to see. And um, it was one of the things that got me very excited to interview you guys. Yeah, the, the, the team is, is, is really young. We are all under 30. I mean, there is just one girl that is more than 30, but more or less we are super young. We study all together. Every single one of us has um, a really is really passionate about making wine because here we are like vigneron. I mean, there are, this uh, another thing that we like to say that when you arrive here w- working at Cigliano di Sopra, uh, you are not just a um, seller hand, but you are a vigneron. That is completely different. The, the mind, you, the, the energy you put in is completely yes. different. At, at the end, uh, the, everyone uh, should be able to do everything here. So being a smaller reality is that that is important, and uh, luck, we are lucky to have found uh, some some guys that uh, that want to enjoy, that want to learn, enjoy, and are uh, smart. No, absolutely. And then this year we are more women than men, and this is another thing that we're really happy about it. No, that's awesome. It's great. It's really important in the, in the wine world, in the Italian wine world, but also bringing back that community element you know, around winemaking and Italian wine um, in the history and also kind of challenging the idea that, you know, Italian wine or Italian things are all kind of old, right? There's people, uh, there's winemakers like you both that are so passionate and are reminding people that, you know, Italian wine is is a, is a young person's thing, <laughs> to say the least. Um, yes, absolutely. It's a... It's- there is a lot of history, but uh, there are young people, uh, uh, and is uh, every um, every day more common this, and this is uh, really important to give uh, a good future to Italian wine. And and on that point, have you felt um, have you experienced any resistance? You know, being in Chianti Classico of all regions, um, as two young winemakers, has it been? Very difficult or easy? Uh, it's, challenging. Been, uh, it's challenging. And we are lucky that we find in other producers, uh, for example, Michael, that are really helpful for us. They share their experience. Uh, and uh, at the same time, uh, we can um, change with our like uh, uh, young uh, thinking. This is like uh, really important to have uh, other people with more experience that uh, help you like in their temp- in the interpretation of a vintage that you have never seen before, and uh, or in a, like uh, wine making uh, visions uh, for Sangiovese and experiments that uh, uh, we made every year. Uh, uh, sometimes other producers say, "Oh, we tried and uh, we really liked it," or "No, we tried and uh, we think uh, uh, another way could be better." And so in this way, we are, we are really lucky to find other producers uh, very welcoming with us. 
Yeah, I think the old producers here in San Casciano need new lymph. So maybe this is one reason why they are so welcoming with us. Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. So, I mean, that's that's great to hear because I know there's so many different opinions in that because obviously we don't need to dive into the history of Chianti Classico because you know that much better than I. Um, but I think it's really inspiring to hear that there's that, again, community coming back And so in the future, looking at the future of Chianti Classico, what do you both see? What inspires you the most? So Chianti Classico is, um, I think, uh, as a, actually a bright future. Uh, the importance is the, to try to, have, uh, to keep the origina originality to each wine and each producers and diversity because uh, it's a... Uh, It's a, not a very big area, but uh, there are a lot, lot of difference between uh, every place. Uh, and uh, almost uh, we have uh, 11 vineyards uh, at the wineries and uh, every, each vineyard has different characteristics and gives different wine. So it's important to preserve this uh, diversity and not try to make uh, all Chianti Classico taste like Chianti Classico. And I think that uh, this is the direction uh, even with the new uh, subzones that are like um, Uga. with Ugas that are now officialized by the consortium, this is the right direction for, uh, for the appellation. And then uh, it's uh, all in uh, producers' hands to continue and uh, uh, pursue quality, quality. Yes. Yeah, because the more you observe, more you can understand. That's the motto. And speaking of diversity, not to change the subject slightly, But I read somewhere that it's all Aries people that work at your winery, apart from you, Madalena, <laughs> the one Libra. <laughs> um, and I thought that was really funny. Yeah, the Libra keeps the order. Bring order, Libra. <laughs> When we start working together, I, I, I don't ask people what kind of thinium they are. But uh, for just for a case, they are or Aries, and I'm the only one Libra. So this is super. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> I know. I, th I think it's hilarious because you have all this fiery energy, and you're like, I have to balance everyone out. Yeah. So, are there any like? Do you have any stories to tell about that? Like that? Give an example. <laughs> uh, I think it's an everyday life. But it's <laughs> yes, it's an everyday battle. <laughs> yes, it's a fight every day. I mean, they are all. It's not a fight. It's not a fight. But, uh, I don't know. It's okay. You can be honest. There's no judgments here. What happens in the winery stays in the winery. <laughs> Madalena is uh, a lot reflexive, while, for example, me is. Uh, I am more uh, impulsive, maybe, and Madalena brings balance, saying, are you sure you want to do this this way? And so I think uh, a second time to one thing that maybe I would have just uh, do in the in the way uh, I thought it the first time. So she's pulling you out of the barrels, you jump in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I really like work with the Aries team, Because I don't know why, but I think the people that was born uh, under that kind of stars, they're really 
passionate and they put a lot, a lot of energy and love on in what they are doing. And this is not so common. So um, they are really, every single one that is working right now with us, they are really, really passionate. And if you say, ah, guys, you should do in that way, they really try their best. And this is something really unique. So I see, I don't know if you remember the headline from Jennifer Lopez, where she fired all the Virgos on her team. <laughs> in her dance team it's like the opposite of that for you you're like resume aries okay you're hired <laughs> come <laughs> yeah because i'm more rational and uh, these guys are completely the opposite so they, they they push me to go on to be <laughs> i don't know how to explain but they are really they depress me a lot to make all decisions, all the stuff, all the things. So um, I like this team. I think it's a good balance. But they are hard. It's not an easy easy life. It, it is all I'm surrounded by Aries. It's not so easy. But they push me to go home. So I like these guys. They stress me a lot. Yeah, they can get, they can get a little high-headed. <laughs> I totally understand, though, because I have a lot of Aries friends. I've always been like had friends that are Aries in there. And they're, I'm, I, I'm a Pisces, I'm Pesha, so I'm notoriously like doing a lot of things and, and can be indecisive sometimes. And they're the ones that are like, make a decision right now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> they are all a little bit crazy in a certain way. There is not standard one. They're a little bit yeah, crazy. I hear, I hear Matteo laughing. <laughs> we say in Italian, fumino. Uh, that means um, that they are quiet in a certain moment and then for two minutes they are completely crazy and then they come back normal this is bipolar isn't no, it? no no no, no. <laughs> I, I don't know in english but for me it's like it's like a little fire right like because like a fumo is like a smoke like for five minutes and then oh yes no no i'm i'm i'm, I'm calm i say what it's like you just burned down the house yes yes they are trying <laughs> that's so funny but at the end of the day it looks like it's working well so you have all the little fumini running around <laughs> but they they get the job done <laughs> yes that's true it was really awesome to have you guys on here and chat a bit um i i'm i wish i i got to meet you guys before this in person but maybe one day is anything else you want to add to wrap this up to end with a bang, as we say in English. Which kind of bomb? Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure. I mean, leave it to the Aries. The Aries can do the bomb. Oh, come on, Matteo. Uh, if you if you imagine a fairy tale, okay, uh, our team. <laughs> uh, I, um, I don't know. You, you you know the elephants. They are small and they start yelling and around the forest. Blah blah. blah. My Matteo. No pressure, guys. It's okay. <laughs> I think your story and everything is impressive enough. And also, just something I need to add is, before we go, is you guys have the best website of any Italian winery. Love it. Great and easy to navigate. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm not making that up. It, it's like, no lagging. It has beautiful artwork. So applause. Thank you. Thank you. We think we is a big mess. No, 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 no. <laughs> we should update it. We should update just a little bit because the picture 
sometimes the, the bottle page are hold, but the idea was to make something really easy, just like a page to find a number to call us. No, no, I think it's it's great. Um, I battled many of websites, and I'm not trying to be rude to other people, but yours is is excellent, and I love the artwork. Yeah, just the future. You guys are the future. I love it. The, the, the image that there is on the web, the, the painting is made by the same artist that make also our label, our Chianti classical label as the Borgo uh, on the font. And he's the same guy that did it. Oh, I, I saw. He's a doctor, actually, but for passion, he's a painter. Is he also local? Yeah, yeah he's from Florence. Endo, endocrinologo in Italian. Oh, endo, uh, it's an endocrinologist. I don't know in English. So he's a doctor. A doctor. And for passion, he's making painting and painting. So And also, uh, there is uh, my sauce's dog on on the label. That is Alice. He's a Dachshund. I love those dogs. It's so cute. A uh, very small one. Yeah, I really love Dachshund. So, yeah, because Alice actually two years ago has passed away. So we put uh, Alice on the label just to honor. Right now I will take another one. So and my, we call Alice. Yeah, we call Alice the third. So my obsession for Sosis dog is going on. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have a little coat of arms with a dachshund on it. <laughs> no, they are too funny, too funny. And too serious. Serious and funny in the same way. But that's that's like kind of reflective on your your winery no it's like it's it's you guys are serious but it's super fun and it's super alive and yeah it, it makes people want to drink wine and just be happy i mean i i i never met you guys and i i looked at it and that's how i felt so i think you're doing a good job <laughs> yes you should come to visit us one day when you have time oh definitely i I, I would love to. I I love I love um, that area. I actually my aunt lives in Siena, so I'm not far sometimes. So I definitely will give you guys a call. Well, so we're coming up at time. I would love to talk to you guys. You guys are so cool, and I'm so happy you got on the podcast. So again, Matteo and Madalena from Cellignano di Sopra, go check them out. They also have an agriturismo and a really functional website that we will link on Instagram and all that jazz because. We love a good website. <laughs> Again, thank you so much, guys. I hope you guys have a beautiful day and awesome pruning time. <laughs> you too. As always, a big grazie for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can catch me every Sunday on the Italian Wine Podcast, available anywhere you can get your pods.